Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. Many people are living fast lives, far, far too fast to even stop. But oftentimes we need to do exactly that. We need to take the time to stop. But what we most need many times goes by the wayside. We put it off. We give ourselves schedules, and then we don't allow ourselves to follow through. And we lose out. We lose out in a lot of ways. Many people want to meditate, and many people do meditate, but they have obstacles that are in front of them. There are a lot of questions in regard to meditation. How do we do it? Is there a way to sit? Is there some sort of uh, special technique that needs to be used? Do I have to have a special place to go? There are a lot of questions for people. And then what do we do with the chatter that shows up? Well, the one thing that we do know about meditation is that it does assist us in relieving stress, anxiety, and fear. It also can improve attention span, memory, and cognitive function, as well as assist in alleviating certain sleep disorders and insomnia. Many people wouldn't understand or wouldn't wouldn't have known the research that illustrates that meditation can also be good for our cardiovascular system. It can help with PMS, losing weight, strengthening the immune system, and assisting with back pain or headaches. But what is the real purpose of meditation, and why is it so important for the human journey as well as the spiritual journey? I'd like to present to you the author of a wonderful new book entitled How to Meditate, Secrets to the Easiest and Most Effective Meditation Techniques. And I'd like to go a little bit into how he came into this because it began for him long ago, and we're going to hear much more of a story as we move forward. But there happened to be a presentation, and I found this a really important part of the introduction of this book, where he was able to hear three speakers, Swami Sachananda, Rabbi Joseph Gelberman, and Brother David Pendergrast. And what he heard was various philosophies uh, and, and the bringing together of interfaith. He heard about Judaism, but in a way that he had not before, a way that allows uh, an understanding that Judaism is here to encourage questions, questions of each other, questions of ourselves, questions of God. And then he heard about Hinduism, and he was able to understand that this is here for the unity of divinity, and that what underlies Hinduism's apparent diversity with each of the individual gods is simply the specific aspects of divinity itself. 
And then Brother David Pendergrass brought forward that the Christian contemplative movement was the personal relationship with Jesus Christ and that we could be led deeper into relationship with the divine realm. And what he took away from this was that all of these places, all of these paths were able to take these people to the same place. And he then spent his life studying, practicing, and utilizing meditation to be able to bring forward some powerful information, especially for the Western world, especially for the Western world that stays too busy, our lifestyle that never has enough time. And in doing so, he's teaching us about the three areas of the body that carry the most tension, how meditation can enhance our sleep, and how 10 minutes of meditation can be better than one hour of sleep. There are a lot of different little tips that you can get from this, and I'd like to invite Larry Turkle onto 1111 Talk Radio. I'll tell you a little bit more about him as we close out the first segment because I'm anxious to get into the story and get into a little bit of what this book is about. Welcome, Larry. It's nice to have you. Oh, thank you, Simran. It's just a pleasure to be here. Well, you know, a lot of people would want to probably have some of the steps in your journey that you've had because you seem to have reached a place where you have a good understanding of meditation and a utilization in your life of it. So I'm sure you've acquired uh, levels of peace that many people would love to experience. Can you tell me first a little of how this journey unfolded for you? Well, it's uh, first of all, you gave a, a very nice uh, description of the story in the book and how I... Uh, came to uh, meet those three teachers, uh, learning that what it, it was meditation that they had in common. But actually, there's a backstory, And the backstory goes back a couple of years before that. That took place in 1969. But uh, it was December 28th, 1966. I was 19 years old, a sophomore engineering student at Cornell University. When the rug was pulled out from under me, and I learned that I was not who I thought I was. Wow, haven't we all been there? <laughs> well, I was, the, I, and, and what really happened was that I learned I was adopted. I hadn't known that. Uh, I like to joke that what 19 year old isn't trying to figure out who they are, I was given extra homework. Wow, you really were trying to figure out who you were. I, I, and, and there's an interesting aspect about the. Uh, adoptees. Uh, I think all of us in life have the issue of, is the cup half empty or half full? Uh, But for adoptees, this is an especially acute question. Adoptees tend to go, for one reason or another, in one direction or the other. Either they go to the gratitude or they go to the rejection. Either the cup is half empty because they can't get over the fact that they were rejected, or they go to uh, the gratitude for the life that they were ultimately given, and I immediately went to gratitude. I was, uh, my mantra at that moment was, I could have been an orphan. I, I, uh, now, it, it's, this, is, this is funny. I, I can't say that this was a, a tribute to uh, higher consciousness because uh, I was six foot one, my mother was 4'11", and my father was five foot five, and yet I still had absolutely no idea that... <laughs> Adopted, so they had to sit me down for all the family pictures. But uh, uh, there it was, and uh, and I had to face it. And I went back to school with just a ton of questions. And a big part of the questioning was, 
what was religion? What I, here I was I was so incredibly fortunate. Um, what was it? Was it God? Was it fate? Was it luck? Uh, I didn't know about karma at the time or any of those other theories. But the point is that uh, I was. That really is what began my quest. That's what got me to that program, that presentation by Swami Satchidananda and Rabbi Gelberman and, and Brother David Pendergast that uh, I was exploring. And, and the, the, the other person that had a major impact uh, at Cornell at the time was the head of the uh, interreligious program was uh, Father Dan Berrigan. And uh, that's a name from the, uh, from the 60s. He, was, uh, he and his brother Philip Berrigan were uh, the anti-war priests that led a lot of the anti-war demonstrations. And uh, uh, he was the, uh, the head of the program at Cornell. And uh, my wife uh, was at Cornell at the time we met at Cornell, and she... Uh, did a uh, summer intern program with him, and he was really helpful. He was the one that told me I should come to that program, and uh, he knew the the questions that I was dealing with, and you know what was religion? Did, did this mean is religion something you're born into, or was I given a carte blanche to explore it all? And uh, and really, that's what I I took it to be. I I. I it began my exploration, and one of the things that I learned from those three three men was that what they had in common was meditation. Well, and I think what what you're really saying and what most people will identify with is oftentimes that seeking, the searching that we go after, it really is because we want to make meaning of our life. We want to make meaning of the experiences that have shown up and have an understanding of what got us where we are and what can help us move a little bit further. And being led to meditation was probably part of the pathway of helping you to make meaning of all of the experiences to get to a place of peace and understanding. Absolutely. And, and, and I will say honestly, too, that there was also a major practical component. I, I, you have to put this in some perspective. It was 1968, 69. Uh, yoga and meditation were, for the most part, underground. Swami Satchidananda was the... Uh, Swami that Peter Max, the artist Peter Max, uh, discovered in India and brought to the United States. He's the uh, he became known. He's the uh, the Swami that was flown in by helicopter to Woodstock and opened the Woodstock uh, uh, music festival and is on the cover of the, that iconic picture on the cover of the Woodstock album, yes. which we have on our website at uh, secretsofmeditation.com. Is uh, shows a picture of Swami Satchidananda right next to a picture of myself and Susan back in 1971, traveling with Swami Satchidananda. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny picture, too, those that know what I look like now. <laughs> well, and I would think just looking, uh, reading through your book, Secrets to Meditation, uh, How to Meditate, excuse me, um, and the subtitle is Secrets to the Easiest and Most Effective Meditation Technique, but in reading through that and then also uh, discovering more about you, you authored another book which was entitled Small Change. It's the little things in life that make a big difference. And you, you co-authored that with your wife. And so in, in understanding that and in understanding that you are being a teacher for us in terms of meditation and the teacher does always appear for those that are ready, uh, it, it seems that your own journey allowed you to discover what the little steps were to become mindful, to become really present to the different experiences that were going on. 
Absolutely. Uh, the story behind small change is that, uh, it, and and it combines with this uh, the, the practical approach that I kind of took to meditation and yoga as well. Uh, understand that back in in college I was an engineering student. I also went on to get my MBA uh, and then my master's in comparative religion. So <clears throat> quite a uh, a combination. But the uh, the practical component. That uh, the body is a machine. That the uh, uh, that there are practical uh, benefits to a spiritual dimension in your life. That it's uh, it's not spiritual bad and material good. Uh, spiritual good and material bad. It's that we have a world that combines the two. And so, small change is really a very practical approach to uh, building a better life. To um, the, the, the first line of the book is small change adds up, that if you put coins in a jar every day, you can watch them add up. And if you make uh, changes in your life, uh, if you change your diet, if you change your habits, if you change an aspect of your relationship, you can watch that add up to small change and small changes add up. So it's got this almost mathematical practicality to it, and that's partly also what I bring to the to, to the meditation. That that I, I looked at meditation; it was it was complicated. Um, the the landscape, especially back then, uh, the only teachers were really Buddhist monks and lamas or Hindu swamis, and uh, they were leading celibate lives that I was not planning on leading. Uh, and so I was, uh, I was interested in really trying to get to the basic elements of, of what they all had in common. My guest today is Larry Turkle. He is the author of a new book entitled How to Meditate, Secrets to the Easiest and Most Effective Meditation Technique. You can find out more about Larry and this wonderful book at the website secretstomeditation.com. That's secretstomeditation.com. Also, while you're there, find out more about his other book, which has been published in several languages, entitled Small Change, It's the Little Things in Life That Make a Big Difference. We'll be right back with Larry Turkle and discover more about meditation. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com.
Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. The next issue of 1111 Magazine is on stands this week. It is being the change through conscious business. There's some amazing interviews with Marianne Williamson, Byron Katie, James Malinchak, Madaloma Some, and many others. It's an opportunity to understand that our beingness in the world is much about our doingness as it is about sitting still. So I hope you'll go and get your copy. It's available at Borders, Barnes and Noble, and Chapters Books throughout North America, in addition to being available as an online edition worldwide. And you can also order through the website, 1111mag.com. There's some wonderful interviews, wonderful articles from a lot of different uh, individuals that are doing great work in the world. My guest today is one of those individuals that's doing some powerful work in the world by bringing forward a book that is very practical and necessary at this time, especially for the busy lifestyle that so many people have. It's entitled How to Meditate, Secrets to the Easiest and Most Effective Meditation Technique, and the author is Larry Turkle. He begins this book giving you an understanding about meditation and letting you recognize that sages have been practicing this for thousands of years and that the two basic approaches, one stemming from Buddhist tradition and the other from Hindu tradition, uh, allow you either a free-flowing technique or a technique where you allow yourself mantras and breath work. And he takes these concepts and many years of his own practical study and has developed a practical practical meditation technique that he has his own name for. So I'd like to get back into a little bit of that story. We moved into um, the authoring of your other book, Small Change. Now tell me, in that book, what was probably the most powerful small change that uh, you have ever experienced in your life? Well, and that's a great question, and that's the question that really ultimately led to the writing of this book, and that is that when people would ask me, uh, I would do workshops or uh, give talks, and one of the most uh, common questions I was asked was exactly that, and my answer was meditation. 
Meditation was the change that uh, I realized had had the biggest impact on my life, the biggest small change that had added up. There's a, uh, a metaphor actually about, uh, about water, that uh, if you have a jar of dirty water, and, and the metaphor here is that everyone's life has things in it, things that have happened to them that have, weren't pleasant and uh, we're working through. And, and so you have a jar of dirty water. How are you going to clean the water? Are you going to try and sieve it out? Are you going to try and pick out one piece at a time and analyze it and discard it? In meditation, the process is add clear water. It's that small change adding up component that, it, it, yeah, the dirt is still there but it gets lost in an ocean of clear water. And, and that's the perspective that meditation brings. It is, it is so powerful in terms of, of really keeping your life and your values and your uh, problems in perspective. Now, I can definitely hear the engineering background in some of that. So let's, you know, and, and you're, you're talking about in the book how practical meditation is, and, and for right now, a lot of people need to hear that because they do come from uh, more of the, the mind sometimes than we do from the heart, and meditation takes us to the heart, but we start out in that practical thinking mind place. So give me the correlation there between engineering and meditation. Well, it's interesting. And, and notice that this, the subtitle of the book is Secrets to the Easiest and Most Effective Meditation Technique. Um, the, uh, this, one, of the, one of the secrets, this is, now this is a joke that I kind of have with my students. The secret to levitation. You know, levitation is a, is a power that's been pro- promised to yogis and, uh, and uh, mystics for, uh, for centuries. It's uh, in the third chapter of Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. Um, and yet, you know, and, and there's lots of, uh, of mystery surrounding it. And I always jokingly tell my students, look, levitation is easy. All you have to do is sit on a swing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you think about that, that is the physical definition, getting the weight of your body off the ground with hardly any effort on your own. But here's the secret. The secret is, you have to kick at the right time. Mm. If you kick at the wrong time, if you kick out of harmony with the, the, the elements of the swing itself, you'll slow it down, you'll bring it to a stop. The whole idea here, you know, if you were a weightlifter and you tried to lift uh, your weight off the, off the ground in a barbell, that, that is very difficult. Very few people can do that. But here you can sit on a swing and with a very... Gentle kick. Lift your entire weight off the ground. If you want to get your car out of a ditch, the idea is not to gun the gas. You're likely to dig a deeper ditch. But if you rock the car back and forth, with a little forward and, and reverse, you have the opportunity to elevate that car out of that ditch. If you want to elevate your life, if you want to elevate your finances, if you want to elevate your spiritual practices, if you want to elevate your family and your relationships, it, the secret's the harmony. Harmony multiplies effort. It makes that small kick uh, the power of a weightlifter. 
And so what I try to do and what, what I've really worked with and brought to the, the practice of meditation is this power of harmony to pull together the various elements of meditation, the breath with, uh, with your hearing, with your uh, vision, with your emotions, with your spirituality, with your cognitive uh, abilities, and really have it all work. If it all works together, it's as effortless as the swing. And that's really what gets us to the, uh, the heights that we're, we're looking for. Well, and what I heard from you too, Larry, and, and really came to my mind was we we tend to make things really hard, rather than finding the way, like getting on a swing that made the levitating really easy. We would probably try many other ways that would be really, really challenging and hard, and spend lengthy periods. And what you're bringing forward, even in the meditation techniques through this book, is that there is a practical, methodical, step-by-step way that we can bring meditation into our life, but the benefits are going to be tremendous. And I'd like for you to talk about the benefits that you have received from meditation and what people can look for in their own lives just by giving themselves, let's say, 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night. Wow, that is a big question. (laughs) The benefits are overwhelming. Uh, now, it's, it's interesting for me to speak to this question because I have been meditating for over 40 years daily. I, I, it's hard for me to know who I might have been had I not been doing that. But I will tell you that um, my life has been magical. I am, uh, uh, one, of my, one of my jokes is that I'm 63 years old now and uh, can still wrap my leg behind my head. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> I uh, took up. I hadn't uh, been swimming in since high school, and I uh, entered master's swimming a couple of years ago. All I've really done is yoga and meditation, and uh, I swim today faster than I swam in high school. I, my blood pressure, my health has been fabulous. Uh, it has helped deal with. Uh, uh, certainly, we've all had in life difficult times. And uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, everything has been perfect. But, boy, meditation has been... I'll I'll give you one story. Uh, And that was that uh, our first child was born. And at about uh, 18 months of age, after he had been running all over the place, uh, he became paralyzed. Uh, It was was temporary, but he was... uh, with a rare nerve disease called Guillain-Barre syndrome. He was, all of a sudden, he was not able to move. He was, there were three days in which uh, we did not know what the diagnosis was. It looked like polio. It looked like uh, uh, we didn't know what. He was in intensive care for three weeks. We were young parents. I, I set up a rhythm, and the rhythm was that I would, I would be strong for about, Six or eight hours. We, one, of our, one of our visions was that we were going to breathe strength into our son. And then I would, but at the end of six hours or so, I would break down. Uh, I would have to go into another room. I would cry. Uh, good thing about tears, there's a finite amount of them. You can get a good cry and uh, get it all out. It takes about ten minutes. Just let it go. Then I would meditate. I would meditate for 20 minutes. 
I was good for another six or eight hours. I could go back in. I could handle. Uh, I could. I could give him the confidence and the strength. That became a three-week process, and it was a classic case of getting on a swing and letting that swing uh, uh, tapping into the benefits and, uh, and helping to change my life at that moment. My guest today is Larry Turkle. He is an industrial engineer and also has earned an M.A. in philosophy and comparative religion from Kent State University. He has spent his entire life practicing yoga and meditation and is now bringing forward his second book entitled How to Meditate, Secrets to the Easiest and Most Effective Meditation Technique. His first book, Small Change, is the little things in life that make a big difference, was published and was a finalist for Books for a Better Life. Life Award. It has been recommended by Jack Canfield, Barbara DeAngelis, and has been acclaimed in USA Today as how to reach the summit of life, life success. You can find out more about Larry Turkle and meditation along with his two books at secretstomeditation.com. We'll be right back to discover more about the practicality of meditation in your life. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. We need to schedule a bone we'll need to perform a surgical After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com.
www.thepowerhouse.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. How to Meditate, Secrets to the Easiest and Most Effective Meditation Technique by Larry Turkle is our topic today on 1111 Talk Radio. Larry is the founder of the Spiritual Life Society in Ohio, and it is an interdenominational organization that promotes the wisdom found within all religious traditions. He serves as the Society's minister and director, and he continues to teach yoga, meditation, and philosophy on a regular basis. You can also connect to his other websites, om.org, aum.org, as well as spirituallifesociety.org, in addition to his main website regarding the book, which is secretstomeditation.com. Larry, we were talking about uh, the principle of harmony in meditation, and before we get into that fully, I'd like to talk about probably the biggest question that people have when it comes to meditation, and that is, what do we do with all the thoughts? What do we do with all the chatter? Uh, I think that that's probably one of the obstacles that keeps people from continuing a practice of meditation. Absolutely. It's, that's the uh, other big question you get at, what to do with the monkey mind and uh, how the mind has a uh, mind of itself and you want to sit down and, uh, and, and quiet it. And, and, and it also, a little bit of a personal prejudice here that uh, so many of the, the meditation t- techniques out there begin with a simple statement like, quiet your mind. And, and, and that's such a, it sounds easy, but it's very hard. And, and my argument is that it's not about quieting the mind, that that's one of the biggest misnomers in meditation, that it is, that meditation is about your relationship with your mind. It's not, uh, the mind has a job to do. The mind is an incredible instrument. It, it, it's like a generator that generates energy. It, it hums away and it keeps throwing out ideas and thoughts and, uh, and it regulates the body. You, you, you don't want it to quiet completely. We want to channel it. Uh, the electrical generator uh, produces the power that you get to channel into your lights or into your uh, uh, television or whatever it is that you would like to power. And, and that's the idea with the mind. The, the problem is that it goes in 12 directions at the same time. So uh, the technique that I'm pr- I propose is that, and by the way, the technique we call, uh, it was the name given by my students really, and, and it's called Meditation Plus, uh, because it combines mindfulness techniques with mantra meditation. It combines uh, the uh, element of concentration and focus with a period of uh, creative thinking. Uh, that would be anathema to some meditation teachers. Larry, I'd like, to re- there and think. <laughs> I'd like to review that thought that you said, because I found that to be powerful in the book. And that is, it's not so much about the thinking that constantly goes through the mind, but it's the relationship to our thinking. And I think that little piece is going to be a shift for a lot of people, because we get so caught up in the thinking, in the chatter, that we don't even consider, well, what's my relationship to those words that are going through my mind right now? What is that making me feel? What is that making me experience in my body? And so much of meditation is really about getting back into our bodies, becoming so present, and we utilize the techniques of breath and many of the things that you talk about in the book. But it's almost as if that chatter has to be a necessary part of it initially. Well, it's, but, but here's the shift that takes place. The shift that takes place is that, uh, first of all, I ask the question, who's in charge? 
are the thoughts in charge or are you in charge? Are you just uh, uh, slavishly following the thoughts that come up? I use an example sometimes of uh, uh, a mother and their child is late from school. And the mind throws out uh, lots of possibilities. Uh, she was stopped at her friend Sally's house, or she uh, stayed over to talk to the teacher, or she's playing on the playground, or she was abducted. And, and these thoughts come, and for one reason or another, you grab one, one gets your attention, and one day you would think, well, I'm sure she stopped at Sally's. But another day, because there was news on the uh, TV that morning about an abduction in a mall in Florida, you are convinced that uh, something bad has happened to your child. And, and these are just thoughts that have presented themselves and have taken over. In meditation, we see thoughts for what they are, thoughts, the mind producing thoughts. We become a witness to those thoughts. That's the element of higher consciousness that's involved in it. I, I like to say, what is consciousness? Consciousness is the, uh, the processing of information. But higher consciousness, what, what human beings have access to that my dog does not, is that I not only exist, I know I exist. That's an up level. That awareness of awareness is what mind, the mindfulness component of meditation so that so that that becomes the relationship we become a witness to those thoughts the thoughts are like the trees that pass by in your car and it's your choice which one to choose we like the choice we like a, a, a mind that can generate lots of options and we want to be able to choose and that's part of what gives us it adds power to our life it adds power to our uh, our relationships it uh, it deepens our relationship with the divine well and that position of being the witness is such a significant part of the soul journey that's where we discover who we are it's not in the thoughts that we think but it's in being able to look at ourselves and our thoughts and our actions and all of our behaviors and really see who we are. So that witness portion is some of what develops beautifully as we meditate, I would think. Absolutely. And then the, then, uh, the, the spiritual question is, who is that witness? Is that your higher self? Is that your soul, your spirit? You know, who is it that has these thoughts instead of just is thinking? And, and that's the shift, and that's a, big, that's, that's a big part of the power. We are really here as divine expressions, and to me that divinity is our ability to create. To me, we were given the same gift. And meditation, you have said before in this interview and in the book, that it really enhances, enhances our creative ability. And even in your own life, there are uh, examples for you of how your business has grown or how uh, different things have been successes for you. And a lot of that comes from stopping and being in that meditation. And then I know that you also allow for a creative period after your meditation. Talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. I, I teach that uh, meditation, it, it's part of the claim that what I'm teaching is, is so effective. And that is, it's effective for the problems and questions that arise in your life. And so I teach that we do a practice 
The practice brings all of these elements together, the sitting and the breathing and the listening and the focusing and the, uh, the mantra and the awareness and the witness. And we do that practice for 10 minutes. It's like honing in the, the, the magnifying glass, honing in the, the light from the sun. But then, why get up and just uh, go into the rest of your life? One of the things that, that actually bothers me a little is, is I don't teach meditation for the meditation itself. It's not just for the time you're meditating, just for that piece. I like to meditate for my life. And so I sit there uh, and I, I move into a second phase. And the second phase is the questioning and listening phase in which I've now cleared the window. I'm going to take some time to look out of it. And I'm going to look out of it with a particular question in mind. So I will finish, a med- I will finish the technique part of the meditation. And then I will ask a question. Uh, what is this set of circumstances in my life asking of me? Uh, here's one of my jokes. Uh, one of my jokes is that in meditation, meditation is very much about listening. We listen closely. So what do we hear? So some people will claim that a still small voice speaks to them in English and tells them everything they want to know whenever they want to know it. And the truth is I even teach how to, how to find that voice to some extent, but it's still hit and miss. I mean, sometimes that happens and that doesn't mean it has to happen every day and that doesn't mean that you have to get an answer every day. But here's, here's another aspect of listening. If you get drunk on Friday night and you're hungover on Saturday morning, don't tell me no one's talking to you. You're not paying attention. We have to listen to the teachings of our life. That's the feedback. Suffering is a message. It's a message that something's inappropriate, that something needs to change. That's the Buddha's message that life includes suffering and, and if you really want to do something about it, you have to change. And then he's got the, the uh, Noble Eightfold Path. Uh, there, he's got lots of suggestions for change. But that's what we listen to. It's, it's about listening. Meditation is so powerful in that regard. If you want to dance, you have to be able to hear the beat. And that's what's going on in our life. If you want to cross a river, you need to know which way the current is flowing. We get so stubborn. We think we want to be, uh, just another one of my, you, you want to be someone else. And I always tell my students, they're already taken. You don't get to be that person. You came here to be you. And you have to listen closely to what it is that that means and follow the current. Swim with it. Don't swim again. You swim upstream and you get tired and the river wins. And then you blame the river. My guest today is Larry Turkle. He has authored the book, How to Meditate, Secrets to the Easiest and Most Effective Meditation Technique. Through this book, you will understand that meditation within the typical Western lifestyle can now be something that's practical and easily accessible. You can learn about the three areas in your body that carry the most tension and why. Learn how meditation enhances sleep and why 10 minutes of meditation can be better than one hour of sleep. Learn how to negotiate with your mind and use your meditation to solve problems in your life. 
and learn how to combine mindfulness techniques with mantra meditation for the easiest and most effective way for you to meditate. You can connect with Larry at his website, secretstomeditation.com. You can also collect, connect to him about his Spiritual Life Society at spirituallifesociety.org and also the teachings that he has through om.org, aum.org. We'll be right back with Larry Turkle. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Just what is Skills USA? Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Are you wondering when to meditate, where to meditate, or how to meditate? My answer to you is do it anywhere, anytime that you can. Allow yourself to give the gift of meditation to yourself so that you can experience more creativity, greater health, and more of the connection to yourself so that you can be the witness of your own experience. Larry Turkle has written How to Meditate, Secrets to the Easiest and Most Effective Meditation Technique. Through this book, you will understand his story and also some very practical methods in attaining a practice of meditation that gives you a step-by-step approach so that you can combat some of the obstacles that you may have had in the past when it came to meditation. Larry, we have just a short period left, and there are several more things that I'd love to discuss on the show, so I'm going to pick out the two most important ones that I really want people to get. 
And one of those was you infuse the mantra into meditation. And you talk a little bit about some of them being two-syllable and how powerful they are. And also that we don't have to be necessarily given a mantra by a guru or a teacher, but we can also discern a mantra for ourselves. Talk a little bit about that. Simran, the whole subject of mantras is clouded in mystery it's, uh, and, and legend. It is, uh, they are made out to be secret incantations, uh, uh, gifts passed from uh, guru to disciple. Um, we have uh, the practical uh, element of it in our society today in transcendental meditation where uh, a significant amount of money is charged for the receipt of a mantra. And I just, part of my mission is to, is to pull back that curtain uh, and expose the, uh, the wizard. In the book is a complete explanation of mantras. Uh, the fact that they have uh, uh, meaning as well as vibration where they come from. One of my arguments is that the rishis that came up with some of the ancient mantras, they knew what they meant. And so then you've got teachings today that we should accept these mantras on face value, and it's not important what they mean. But that cognitive component is part of the swing. It's part of getting all of the elements of your practice working together. And I tell a story in the book. Uh, and it's the story that I had with the mantra Om. And this is very powerful because the meanings behind these mantras, especially some of the ancient ones, are extremely powerful, and they've been infused with a vibration. So if you use a mantra, even sometimes unknowing of the meaning, it's going to have an effect in your life, and that's what you discovered. Absolutely. I, I Look, I, I just said that uh, I, I, had to, I went to India. At the end of college, I was determined that uh, I would go to India because that's where meditation uh, began, flourished, uh, and was available. Again, it was the 60s. Uh, uh, for the most part, it was still underground here. And uh, I went, and I was young. I was uh, uh, determined to go to the top. I was in a hurry. And I heard that Om was the number one mantra. That uh, that was the teaching of the Swamis. That was uh, that was the most powerful mantra, and it has that reputation. And so I began in earnest a twice daily practice using the mantra Om. It went on for three years, and I will tell you, it was uh, that's all I wanted to do. Uh, it was very. One of my jokes actually was that uh, I became very inflexible in my pursuit of flexibility. I was <laughs> there. I was. The world had to cooperate. I wanted to meditate. I wanted to meditate in the morning. I wanted to meditate in the evening. I didn't want to go out with friends. Really, I just wanted to meditate, and uh, very deep into meditation at the time. And then my friend, a, a very close friend of mine, we got into some of these practices together, and he had spent two years in Kathmandu. While I had been in India, uh, he then came back, and uh, we got together, and we compared meditation techniques. And I told him I was working with the mantra home. And he looked at me, and I remember this like it was yesterday. He said five words to me. 
He said, Lamas say, Om monk trip. And I looked at him, and it hit me. That's what it had done to me. I, om is a reclusive vibration. It's great for monks. It's great for caves. It's great for meditating for six hours at a time. I was running a business. Our first child was being born. Om is not, was not the mantra that I should have been using at that time. And yet there was no teaching out there as to what the effect was of that vibration. What I teach in the book is that words have power. They, they have power in all languages. It's, sometimes we think that the word sounds like exactly what it means, and, and part of that's conditioned, but part of that really is. When, when we say peace, we, we really feel that in it. And so uh, one of my demystifying uh, uh, goals is to say that it doesn't have to be Sanskrit. It can be English. There are magical English words, words like healing. And, 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 this, is, and this is one other point that I make, and you, you started to bring it up, and that's the fact that I argue that the best mantras are two syllables. Why? It goes back to the swing analogy. Your breath has two syllables, the inhale and the exhale, the backswing and the forward swing. And so by harmonizing... The, the vibration of the mantra, the swing of the mantra, the harmony of the mantra to the breath in, in conjunction with the sound and vibration of it. And, and this is that whole issue of where do you get a mantra from? And I say, you have to listen. It goes back to the last segment when we were talking about listening. And if you listen, you will hear your breath whispering to you. It could be something like Amen, or Soham, or Blessing, or Healing, or Jesus, or Allah, or any two-syllable word. I have lots of suggestions in the book, but basically, I ask everyone to listen closely to what their life, what the voice of the divine is whispering to them. Thank you so much, Larry. It's some powerful information that has come through in this hour. And I urge you to connect with Larry Turkle. Connect with his book, How to Meditate, Secrets to the Easiest and Most Effective Meditation Technique. And also pick up a copy of Small Change. It's a, uh, been printed in several languages and is a powerful way to start small changes in your life. You can connect to him at his website, secretstomeditation.com. Now's the time to close your eyes, sit still, take a deep breath, Swallow, harmonize, find a mantra, two syllable, and allow your life to begin. Connect to the person that is your witness and discover who you really are. I'm Simran Singh. Until next week, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of Conscious Choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.